welcome in on a Friday edition of uh, Potty Pod Football. We had two games last night, Eagles and Steelers. Pats versus the Washington football team. Neither really playing starters. And, uh, but we had football. I didn't we care. Yeah, football. I, I, I kept going back and forth, and it was I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and, and both did play starters. Yeah. I mean, they got a full series of starters. We got seven passes from Cam. Yeah. Uh, or attempts, attempted passes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then about eight, I think, from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I mean, there was a little bit, yeah. a little bit of them. We, yeah. we got their starting running backs. All played some care, had some carries, and uh, man, I was, such, I was just so excited to see football. I agree. <laughs> yeah, there were some people that I mean, it was you mostly got to see backups and rookies and and things like that. And so it's there were some players that stuck out, and some players that just kind of didn't. And so we'll kind of go over that. Um, let's start off with the Washington football team versus the New England Patriots. Uh, what were some of your takeaways? Oh, man, uh, a lot. But, uh, I mean, really, both teams got to start out with their uh, their running backs all being pretty effective, um, which I know, you know, they're, they're playing vanilla defenses and things like that. But, uh, you know, there's like five yards of carry for most of them. Uh, for the Redskins, uh, for the Washington football team, <laughs> the uh the one I was impressed with was Jared Patterson. He's uh he's a young guy, he's a rookie, uh mid round pick. Um but it was not just that he had was he Tim Barry. I thought he was a undrafted free agent. Yeah, he was a free agent, Jared Patterson. Okay. Yeah, they're even better. Yeah, yeah. So so new guy. <laughs> uh had ten rushes for uh four yards of carry. That's pretty solid. Um for a young guy, but also he had another four uh four catches. Uh, didn't drop a pass, uh, four catches for 30 yards. So looks like he's a guy that could potentially be heavily involved down the road. I know, you know, people tend to use a lot of running backs the last second half of the game, you know, so people aren't getting injured and you got your backup running back in. But either way, he was really effective. So uh, that was that was promising for them, in my opinion. And uh, and then their other backup, you know, is uh, Lamar Miller. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know, he that's where he ended up. I had but, no idea uh, he was even with them. Yeah, so he finally he's healthy. He's finally healthy, and uh, they picked him up for peanuts, man, as like a third running back on the depth chart or fourth, and uh, got a touchdown. Played decently, you know, caught a couple passes and uh, ran one in for a touchdown and had a couple carries. So, you know, they're they're easing him in after his injury, but uh, he's looking like, I mean, for the like million bucks that they gave him or whatever it was, this dude might end up being a steal. Eh, he's a 30-year-old running back, and he's got Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick ahead of him. Like, I don't... And then Peyton Barber probably is ahead of him. And it looks like even Jarrett Patterson might work his way ahead of him. So, uh, Either way, for a veteran, to have a veteran on your team that's capable of what he's capable of and paying him nothing, that's that's a steal. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need him. If, if Gibson goes down... Well, that's the whole point. If Gibson goes down... Then they have McKissick. And if he goes down, then they have Peyton Barber, who I still think would be better. Peyton Barber's than, not good. I, I agree, but he's not 30. Uh, and he's about, I would say he's about... But yeah, Miller, Lamar 30. Miller might be better than him, but then you, even, you still even have Jarrett Patterson, who could end up being... I would try to work him in more. Yeah. He's I, a, I definitely would keep Lamar Miller over Peyton Barber, though. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, so, next, you wanted to talk about Steven Montez. Yeah, so he was <laughs> he's a guy that uh was a very late round uh pick. I don't well, I don't know if he actually got picked up in the draft or not or again free agent, but uh I know I was eyeing him as a you know, potential late round pickup for the Texans uh during this draft. You know, never never saw the Davis Mills thing coming to be honest with you. Um uh but he was he was quite effective. Uh he, I'm not sure his exact completion percentage but it was up there. He was 17 to 24, 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did get sacked once. Um, he had a 14 yard scamper <laughs> when he had to uh, pick up the ball and run. But overall, he just, his passes looked smooth and like, uh, you know, like he, he was picking up the offense extremely quickly. Um, so that's a guy, he's from Colorado. A lot of people thought that if he's, uh, if he'd gotten one more year of true play, you know, if it hadn't been a COVID season, mm-hmm. um, that he could have, he could have gone a lot higher in the draft. Um, but he just, you know, didn't have the time to develop. I'll, I, and that's going to be a common theme all year. Um, you know, that there's a lot of people that didn't get drafted where they should have, which you and I talked about prior to the draft. I, mean, mm-hmm. I remember sa- saying, you know, I was having a conversation that 
of any year to be missing your first round pick, like this was it. Because <laughs> there were a lot of first round picks that fell to the second and third just because they missed a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if, if you had to miss a year, this was the year to miss. Uh, so, yeah, this guy, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but it's not like, you know, uh, they've got the long term solution there. Ryan Fitzpatrick's their starter and Hinnicky's behind him. So, to be able to develop a guy like him for a year and then see what he's got next year, uh, he, he's, he's off to a good start. Yeah. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like all the quarterbacks on their depth chart are, you are able to overtake them if you are good enough. Now, granted, he was playing against a lot of third stringers and guys that won't be on the team because he came in after Heineke and Heineke was playing the, you know, the, the second string guys. I don't even remember. Right. Did Kyle Allen play yesterday? No, I, I was actually wondering about that. I don't know if he's injured or he just didn't travel with the team, but if you're the backup, it seems like you would travel. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of a backup staying home during, oh, a, a, during something a like this. Backup. They've got four guys on the depth chart, and usually teams will run two quarterbacks, oh. and they'll have one guy on a practice squad. Allen does have an ankle injury, by the way. Sorry, okay. didn't interrupt. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Montez does something because Heineke's 28. Like, if he hasn't developed by now, it's probably not going to happen. I think he's going to be a really good backup, and he'll probably have a long career as a backup. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got his own tier. Like, everyone knows. He's 38, so uh, he's as developed as he's going to get. And we'll see what ends up happening with that. I think Kyle Allen, I don't know. I, I thought he, he's coming out of Houston. So you and I knew about him. I thought he was going to be a lot better coming into the pros. I think he was always okay in, in college, but he was huge in high school. And then he came. He got to start with Carolina, and it just didn't work out. Now, granted, Carolina had a lot of injuries last year, and they didn't have CMC. Their offensive line wasn't as good as it is now. So maybe he can do more. He's only 25, but eh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you're right. I mean, you know that he was not put in a position to win last year at all. Mm-hmm. Um, at all. Nobody could have. Uh, he actually had some pretty decent games, despite, like you said, a terrible O-line, no CMC. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, there's just not a, not a lot of chance of winning any games there. Um, but Rivera did bring him with him up there, so you know he believes in him. Uh, he was one of the guys that was the – he was like one of the top – uh, he was one of the top picks in the entire country, uh, coming or, or recruits in the mm-hmm. country coming out of high school. Into he went into A and M, and that was when they that moron Sumlin uh, famously get, told Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray both that he was going to make them the starter. Yeah, <laughs> to recruit them, and then lost both for yeah. lying to them. Uh, man, both of those quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah, and ended up with nobody behind him. Uh, a guy that's a, back, a third string in the Vikings right now, uh, Kellen Mond. But, uh, yeah, that was a huge mistake. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think going there, he, he might have some potential, like you said. Uh, I mean, it's an ankle injury. And, and I was I was thinking Montez, I think, actually went through last year. Um, so, yeah, he, he may be nothing. But yeah, he got it was interesting seeing him play. Yeah, he was a free agent. La- he was – Montez was a free agent last year. Kyle Allen was on IR last year, which is why Heineke played in the uh, in the the playoff game, and he was with Carolina before. And so, granted, Carolina's offensive line was very bad for a while, but he's gonna he's gonna I mean, he might have some injury issues too. So I, I don't know I, I don't know what to make of Kyle Allen. Um, if if you're going to rise to the top and rise to the occasion, this is the team to do it. There's You've, you've got playmakers. You've got uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, who was a wide receiver that's converted to a running back. So he's your friend. J.D. McKissick catches out of the backfield. Lamar Miller catches out of the backfield. Terry McLaurin is an amazing wide receiver. Curtis Samuel, I, it, he, he didn't get to show. He was kind of an all-purpose offensive player in Carolina. I think he'll kind of do the same thing here. And they got Adam Humphreys, which is a fine three, and then Diami Brown in the third as well. So they've got yeah. some they've got some guys that can catch. One of the guys I was watching last night was uh, Samuel Cosme, who they got in the second round, and I I wasn't sure if he was going to be up to the challenge uh, right out of the gate. 
And it looks like, I mean, they got him at right tackle, not left. I mean, they still don't have a left tackle. It's Charles Leno, which is not great. Um, and then I no. believe Brandon Scherf is injured right now. But he, he just got reactivated Okay. Uh, last week. Yeah, so he didn't. I don't think he traveled. Okay. I could be wrong. But Cosme looks, he looks he looks big. Like, he looks like he belongs on the field. He's 6'6", 314. That's a big boy. But he had some whiffs. He had some good work. Um, it, it's hard trying to watch just the offensive line when you watch a, a live broadcast of football just because they focus on where the ball goes so much. So you get a quick glimpse of, you know, of the lineman, unless it's a run play. But he showed some promise. I think he could be okay. He had some whiffs. Um you know, it, it's it's hard to tell from just this first game. A lot of guys are coming out rusty, especially the rookies. But, I don't know, I thought he looked good. Uh, where I saw a lot of potential, and I think where the fans saw it too, was when Mac Jones first came out. I mean, they gave him an ovation like it was Tom Brady coming back to play. And yeah, this, they did. the kid had never taken a snap before. But I got to tell you, like his passes, they were where they needed to be. He got the ball out quick. Uh, he checked down when he needed to. I'm. I tell you what. I by middle of the season, he might take over. Yeah, maybe even earlier. Uh, I think he, if he has a strong next two weeks, I, I think that there's a chance that he could start. Uh, apparently, there's 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 news floating around New England that they're less and less convinced that Cam's aren't their shoulder is going to be able to throw this year. Um, Cam did have a kind of funny post press conference. I don't know if you saw that tackle Chase Young made on him <laughs> from the Washington football team and yeah, just yeah. just drilled him. And uh, they said, "How'd you feel about that?" He goes, "Man, he's a lot smaller than I thought he was." <laughs> he was <laughs> totally joking. Uh, yeah. So, uh, he, but I mean, that's just another hit on the list. You know what I mean? Where he just—I I don't know how much longer the dude has. I don't know why you force it having him start just because he's a vet mm-hmm. when you do have a rookie that's playing fine. I mean, I, I don't think playing against backups. Do you so think, let's remember yeah. this is preseason. They're playing against backups. This is much. There's a lot of guys that look awesome in preseason that Absolutely. it doesn't, it doesn't show up in the regular season. So grain of salt, it's one game, but I, I agree. He did look, he did look consistent. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, do you think a lot of people have the Patriots winning the division? No, I th- no, the Bills. I think everyone has the Bills winning. Yeah, so uh, I don't see the reason not to try to develop Mac Jones right now versus forcing an injured and old Cam Newton on the field. Uh, I just don't see the benefit, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be, Mac Jones seems like the right quarterback for this Patriots team because that defense is going to be really good. They got a lot of guys that came back. Um, Josh Uche went down, but I think that was just a calf strain. But they've got a yeah, lot of guys bad. on that defensive side, and with Belichick, you know, taking, you know, coaching the defense, they just need guy. They just need that offense to be. Uh, they can just slowly work their way down the field. It doesn't have to be big bombs or anything. They've got two really good tight ends. They've got a pretty good running back. I don't know if, what Sony Michelle has left, but Damian Harris, I think, could make a real step forward uh, this year. Jacoby Myers, I, I know a lot of people aren't big on the wide receiving core, rightfully so. I think nope. Jacoby Myers could be good. I think Nelson Aguilar could be a solid two. Uh, Nikhil Harry is saying he wants a trade, but man, no one wants you, bud. So you better show up if you're going to try and make that work. And then Kendrick Bourne, uh, he, he, you saw flashes from him and San Francisco. I, I don't know. It's not great. But with Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry at tight end, I think what they're going to do, and like with a good and with an improved offensive line, I they're they're going to run the ball. They're going to have their t- two tight end sets, and I think you're going to see a lot of kind of, you know, they just have to keep the ball rolling, just keep the offense on the field, and then the defense will shut everything down. I mean, they're going to win a lot of games with seventeen to twenty one points. I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I man, I think Sonny Michelle looked pretty solid. Uh, he was over four yards of carry, 4.3 yards of carry on crazy. six carries right crazy. at the beginning. He looked crazy. healthy for once. Um, and then uh, 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 Damian Harris uh, looked like he's back to form also, also 4.3 yards of carry. 
uh, really moving the ball at the beginning against against a good defense. I mean, Washington was playing the starters, mm-hmm. uh, and they were they were running right through them. Um, yeah, I think this could end up being a really effective running game, and then you know again pulling the linebackers back with solid solid uh, tight ends. Uh, Belichick is one of the best coaches ever, obviously, and uh, he's going to do something good with this team that everybody's surprised about somehow. Um, how about that Stevenson kid? Uh, I know he had a 91-yard touchdown, which skews his, his stats at uh, 127 yards last night. Um, but still, he had uh, taking out that 91-yard touchdown, which I don't know why you do that, but taking that out, he's still four yards a carry with another touchdown. Uh, so he he ran the ball pretty effectively too. Yeah. Um, as a uh, rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth round pick at Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So he looked he looked very solid. Looked like yet another solid running back pick by uh, by Belichick. He just he gets those role players in the mid and late rounds that that just tend to work out. It's the first rounders uh, that usually befuddle him. What's that? It's the first rounders that usually befuddle him. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's so far so good for the Patriots. Um, I, I just think either way, it's going to be really interesting to watch how these tight ends end up really playing this year. Uh, we didn't get to see Hunter Henry, so I'm looking forward to seeing him next week. Yeah, I think he, he had a little, he had a small entry, something that are just nothing too big, but yeah, I think he was just out for that. Um, let's move on to the Eagle Steelers. This one... Look, I'll be honest, I'm not high on either of these teams. The Eagles are going to be garbage this year. The Steelers are going to have an anemic offense, and or at least offensive line. It's, but it's football, so I'm going to watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the main things you saw, you saw some Najee Harris. Um, Mason Rudolph was in for a while. They left him for a long time before they put in Dwayne Haskins. They did. Uh, but when Dwayne Haskins came in, he played well. Uh, I think he was, what was he? He was uh, 12 for 194. I have to look that up. I don't have it on me. But Oh, I've got, I've got it for you. Right. Yeah, so he was 16 to 22 for 161 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. A QB rating of 108.3. Again, it's preseason. He was playing mm-hmm. against a lot of third stringers and guys they are going to be working at Kroger next week, so... <laughs> yeah, and you know Mason Rudolph was eight of nine, which uh, just goes so, to show it's preseason. A lot of no, bad checkers, yeah. yeah. And Dink and Dunk passes too. There weren't a lot of huge passes. I think there was oh, Juju Smith Schuster had a thirteen yarder, and then there was oh yeah, there was a thirty three yard bomb to Deontay Johnson uh, by I think Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he had a couple, he had a couple deep bombs. Uh, I tell you, someone who I liked coming out of last year that I think uh, didn't get utilized enough was Anthony McFarland. Now, granted, he was a rookie last year; he was a fourth rounder. He was coming out of Maryland, but this guy, this guy can cut on a dime. He's a little guy, but he's fast and he is shifty. And I think you saw uh, he had a touchdown on the goal line where the linebacker had got him in the backfield and he cut out of it. I went around and no one could see him because he's so tiny and went in for the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, yeah. He'll be fun to watch. Jalen Samuels seemed to be their starter uh, for this game uh, as they went in there. I know Najee Harris had a couple carries. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Samuels. Yeah. Went 10 of 10 for 45 rushes with a touchdown. So 4.5 yards carry pretty impressive. And then, Got a 17-yard pass. Um, so not bad. Not bad for a little showing for Jalen Samuels. Um, who, I, again, I think he's the he's the backup at the moment behind Najee Harris still. Uh, but, I think uh, ben, Benny, so I believe it's Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, then Jalen Samuel, then Kalen Balaj. So I believe that's no. what it is right now. Wow. I don't know how long Benny Snell sticks around. I, he's had time to kind of show up. Well, two years, I guess. But I think Anthony McFarland is the better running back out of those two. I think if there's, I think you're if probably right. McFarland was on any other team, he might be taking over. Like he would at least be the change of pace back, and I think he could still be that. But the Steelers really don't like. I tell you, for a team that doesn't like multiple running backs, they sure do have a lot on the depth chart. Yeah, and uh, the one the one position I'd like to, you know, have been able to evaluate for the Steelers last night is Pat Fryermuth, but of course he wasn't on the field long enough to do that. And, yeah. and quite frankly, I didn't spend time watching preseason tight end play blocking play, but uh, <laughs> that would be 
if there's something that's going to make a big difference for them this year, it's, he's going to have to be a solid blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and I don't know if, yeah. Is he known for that? I think he is. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, he's, he's kind of a Swiss army. Like he's actually a, a underrated catcher, but he's a really good blocker and he's going to have to be the blocking tight end. Cause the other one they have is Eric Ebron, who is not, he's more of a pass catching. And with yeah. that offensive line, I mean, Trey Turner and Zach Banner are all right, but everybody, every the left tackle through center is kind of a mess. Uh, they got a couple of rookies, mid-round rookies to kind of add to that, but that's going to be a bad offensive line. I don't know. We'll see how it ends up playing out, but I, I have, I know a lot of people like in fantasy are getting Najee Harris like, like pretty early on. And I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I'd want to touch that guy right now. He, I think he's a good running back. I think he's a really good running back. But an offensive line dictates how well you can run. So, I don't you know, know. he'll get a lot of goal of the goal line carries, but will they get to the goal line? That's the exactly. Question. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, speaking of bad, uh, did you see Jalen Hurts? Uh, I, I saw a little bit of it. <laughs> he's exactly where he left off last year. Three of seven. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty-four yards. No yeah. touchdowns. Uh, no picks, nothing to talk about, uh, yeah. as usual. Uh, one four-yard carry. Um, he's just, he's always 50%, sub-50% completion rating, and I know there's always an excuse for him, but uh, and this year it's preseason, but yet for every other team, all the quarterbacks are excelling because it's preseason. So uh don't know what to think of it. Um, I, I don't, than... I'm not high on him at all. I don't understand why people are as high on him as they are. I, I didn't see anything from last year that he's, he's, he's mobile. And I think he's a good dude, but like his arm is not NFL caliber. I mean, he didn't, Mm-mm. he lost out at Alabama to Tua and, you know, Tua's not even really showing up that much. And, you know, he went to Oklahoma and did well, but I just don't. I just don't see it. I think him being that mobile helps you, you get away with a lot more stuff in college than you can in the pros. And I just don't – I have no confidence in, in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I I keep seeing all these, like, uh, Texans fans on, on forums saying, oh, you know, Watson could potentially go to the Eagles if you get a Houston boy Jalen Hurts back, and I'm like, why? No, thank you. Yeah. Why would you want that? I do not. That's that's a that's a hindrance to the deal, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't don't send that guy to me at all. Uh, and and then you know they've got a couple stud tight ends, which we all know, in Ertz and Goder, 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 Goder. <laughs> and I always say that wrong. And then uh, uh, Jalen Rieger. You've got, fine. you've got a shadow of Ertz. We'll see if he comes back. He's been injured a lot. He doesn't want to be on that team. Uh, I don't know. What I we'll think see. he'll play his hardest, though. I don't well, see yeah, him he's a half-assing it. No. Yeah, he's a professional football player. He'll, he'll play hard, and, and he's he's going to be a main focus of the team. He got he got a couple 10-yard passes, uh, and, and Godert got a 34-yard bomb. Uh, Rieger got a couple 10-yard passes. So, you know, they're, they're solid enough. Yeah, I mean... I don't know that their offensive line, if staying healthy, will be good. They added Landon Dickerson, who will play left guard. He'll end up taking over for Jason Kelsey when he leaves, probably next year. Uh, Brandon Brooks is back, getting older. Lane Johnson's back, a lot of injury history. Andre Dillard is back. Nope, Could Andre a, Dillard's out again. Is he out again? Good lord. Yeah, he got hurt. I, I, I'm, let me, I'll look it up while we're talking. But yeah, I saw yesterday. Year. Yeah, so yesterday he got hurt. Uh, yeah, yep, he's he's injured. Uh, not ideal news for him either. The knee sprain. Well, that's not that bad. That's not bad. Uh, well, and Devontae Smith is. Uh, I think his was an MCL sprain, and they said he won't be ready for. I think this till the second week of the regular season, which is not good because they're already pretty light at wide receiver. Uh, one guy I did like, and I, I was high on him coming out of the draft. And that's because Memphis, all they do is make running backs. And that's Kenneth Gainwell. I thought he looked really well. Again, preseason. but And he's a rookie in the fifth round. But I like him. Uh, he came in, started playing after Antonio Gibson left. And then I, it didn't really look like they lost much of a step in Memphis with him. Memphis just makes good running backs. And I think he's going to be... I think he overtakes uh, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. I didn't even know Carrion Johnson was on their team. I forgot that he wasn't with Detroit. Uh, Miles Sanders is still solid, but he's got, he's been getting nicked up a lot. Uh, so 
but it's nice that they'll have him. I mean, at the very least, maybe they can just run it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, he had, what, two carries? They were both good carries. But, uh, can Gainwell? Yeah. I, yeah. But I'm oh, looking yeah, forward to seeing him play a little too. Oh, yeah. He only had two carries. Who am I? Yeah, he only had two carries. But yeah, he looks good on both of them. Yeah, 14 yards for each. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't play him more. Yeah, I, remember, I, I think, I mean, after you saw that second long run you're like all right we've seen enough yeah <laughs> don't injure him yeah put him on the put him on the bench but yeah, yeah he stuck out to me too while i was watching so i i get why he, it feels like he played more yeah no one got more than four carries jason huntley got the most with four carries wow yeah okay okay um uh, yeah that kind of wraps up everything i saw from last night i don't know anything yeah. else to add a lot more to come though a lot more to come agreed All right, we will be back after this message from our sponsor with uh, what we want to see from preseason week one. All right, so we've started off. We had our first real preseason games. I'm not counting the Hall of Fame game. uh, With the Eagles, Steelers, and Pats, and Washington football team yesterday. And then this week we start getting some of the rest, the most important being obviously the Texans versus the Packers on uh, on Saturday. I'm going to be in an unholy – I'm going to be a pilgrim in an unholy land, Andy. I'm going to be in uh, – Wisconsin this weekend, so I'll be watching it there with a bunch of bunch of cheese people. Oh. Oof, yeah, rough. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, no one hates the Texans. Like they don't even. It's like that line from uh, Mad Men. He's like, I think about you. And I, he's like, sometimes I pity you. He's like, I don't think about you at all. Like that's pretty much what yeah. the Texans are. Like no one really thinks about them. So that's exactly right. Yeah, and it's preseason. So even if they win, no one, everyone loses. So I don't know. But let's start off with, uh, for some reason, the Jags. So <laughs> you you wanted to ponder, who will start for the Jags? Well, I mean, this is, so the most shocking news this week is that uh, Jacksonville has come out and said, it is flat out an open competition. They still don't know who their starter is. They don't know who their starter is. <laughs> they drafted Trevor Lawrence, number one overall, mm-hmm. and still don't know that he can beat out Gardner Minshew. That's, that's, that's shocking. A, that's a bunch of malarkey. Like, come on. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You know but, Trevor Lawrence but, is going to take it over. It's They haven't played a preseason game. They're just saying that. I don't care if Gardner Minshew starts. What benefit is there to that, though? Like, why not just say, yeah, uh, we invest in this guy. We're giving him a shot. We're gonna. We expect him to, you know, to rise up to the level of play we expect, and you know, I just don't see the benefit to that. So I'm just football. interested to see who they who they actually send out there on the opening drive, uh, under center, like for the for the starter snaps, quote unquote. So I'm just interested to see if we see a lot of Trevor Lawrence, or do we see two, three passes? But but morning anything. I just want to see sunshine play in the NFL. See how see how he looks. Yeah, I mean they're. There are other quarterbacks that I'm much more interested to watch. Not even if they play first, just in general around the league. Uh, one would be and Trevor Lawrence, huh? Well, okay. eh, I mean he's up there, but I mean let's. I mean, like you said, what's the point? You know he's going to be the starter week one. Like he just is. Maybe he plays with the ones this time. Maybe he doesn't. They might just be trying to get him comfortable. And a good way to get a guy comfortable in the pros is have him run with the twos. Because you're going up against a bunch of twos, and so you're gonna you're gonna get better, more confidence from it. So I don't have a problem with it. We, I just find it interesting that there's been no news about how good he looks in camp. Like usually by now, the number one overall pick, like he's all over the news. Like Trevor Lawrence looking awesome in camp. Here's some throws he's making so and so in the offseason. Look at this, you know. I mean, look look how quick he's picking up the offense. There's usually good signs to him and it's just been complete radio silence out of there as, as far as i'm aware national been, media doesn't want to go to jacksonville yeah but dude again this is urban meyer this is trevor lawrence like this is uh they, they spend a lot of money on players like this is this is a big deal for them they even got the top running back in the draft like they should this should be an exciting offense to watch and while i agree with you that jacksonville is not the most exciting place to visit it's just really weird that there's just been nothing about it i mean zach wilson there's been a lot about him but it's all bad mm-hmm. so, so uh you know we've just heard nothing so i just found that interesting so i'm looking forward to seeing him just to see if 
he looks like half of what they've they said he could be. Yeah. Well, let's go around and like just some of the some of the quarterbacks we're looking forward to. You mentioned Zach Wilson. Uh, lots been coming out that he looks very very bad. Honestly, that's not surprising to me. At BYU, he had an amazing offensive line, and here. It's not a bad offensive line, but it's a young one. I mean, Bakai, the two best players are just now be able to drink. So Bakai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker on the left side are the really good ones. Everyone else, meh. And Elijah Vera Tucker's a rookie too. He's learning. So, you know, we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think he'll be bad at first. Uh, not like Robert Sala said where he compared him to Peyton Manning his rookie year because that's dumb. But I think he'll. I think he'll. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what Zach Wilson will end up looking like. But I, I figured he would look very, very. It's that's a sharp learning curve, especially when you're playing behind a really good offensive line at BYU and you're playing a lot of scrubs, a lot of teams that don't really bring it. So we'll see. But I still think he's got talent. Uh, and the same division is Tua with the Miami Dolphins. We'll see what he ends up looking like For last year. He was coming off a bad injury. He hadn't played football in about a year and a half. But this is, you're going to find out what he's got. I mean, you're going to find out pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I don't believe in him. So we'll see We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, the Bengals is Joe Burrow. A lot of reports are that he's kind of gun shy in the pocket, which I don't blame him. If I had to be behind that Bengals offensive line, I'd be pretty petrified too. Especially when they did nothing to improve it. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't take Sewell. Uh, the Texans, who are they going to trot out there, and what will that look like with basically an entirely new team other than the offensive line? And even that's uh, different. Yeah, I think people have tried to make this out to be some kind of QB competition, and it's been Sarad's team since the day he was brought in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Davis knows we'll see in the second half, uh, probably the whole second half, maybe even part of the first half. But uh, I don't think they risk Sarad injury. Yeah, I don't think they can uh, afford to. Right. I mean, we'll probably, unfortunately, have to get uh, shoved in the fourth quarter with some Jeff Driscoll, but uh, there won't be any Deshaun Watson. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, The Colts, now with with Wentz out, they're going to – I mean, who goes out there first? Will it be Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger? Either way, yikes. Uh, It's Eason season. (laughs) (laughs) It's Eason season. It is. Uh, But, yes, uh, Ellinger may be better already. We'll see, but uh, he's more uh, mobile. Yeah, the real question to me is, what's really happening with Wentz? Because I feel like there's some uh, buffoonery going on out there. Because he's, some people are saying he's out in twelve weeks, and now they're announcing that he'll he'll play week one. Yeah. Well, originally the injury for his foot was five to twelve weeks, and then, right. and then he the same injury happens to Quentin Nelson, and so they're saying maybe he'll be back in five to twelve weeks. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's peculiar. I I don't know. It's odd. I kind of want to see what they look like fully loaded, but... They said both will be ready week one now. Yeah, that's shocking to me, but we'll see. To say 12 weeks going to... We'll play week one. That's... I... That's... Okay. Five to 12 (laughs) weeks is really hedging your bets on that. Yeah, that's also a wide... Yeah, very wide range. But yet, now it's coming down to four? Like... uh, that's shocking, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you go to the doctor. Well, you're either going to need Tylenol or amputation. Like, those are very big differences. Yeah, I mean, one's season-ending, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, season as far as, like, they're not – by the time he comes back on the team, they're going to be one and seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he'll be, uh, he'll so, be rusty. So, yeah, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, on, on the NFC, the Cowboys, Dak ain't coming. We'll see Cooper Rush, who for some reason – You've got a huge crush on. Not even. We'll probably see Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. I don't know why, but you have had the biggest crush on Cooper Rush for the longest time. So it's been more of a joke ever since the first year because you made such a big deal out of it that I'm just doubling up my bets on him. But uh, yeah, sure yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll see. Cooper Rush is the preseason demon. He'll get to look at 180 yards and two touchdowns. I think you're seeing the error your ways. Uh, New York Giants. We'll see what. Daniel Jones looks like if they could reel him in a bit. He's an athletic dude. He's got all the tools, but if he can just keep the, the turnovers down. The Bears, that, really interested to see what Justin Fields looks like. Sorry, you're going to talk about Daniel Jones? Oh, I was just saying, did you see the leaked uh, uh, passing footage of him today? No. Uh, yeah, some fans were leaking some uh, some video footage of his, his game. And, oh, I mean, his uh, practices. And he's just, he threw his two interceptions 
just straight at the defense. There's not an offense player around. Yeah. He, and he hits him in the chest. Like, it's not like it was an empty route and the def- and the D-back goes over there and, you know, intercepts it because the receiver ran the wrong route. He just threw it directly at the defensive back. Eh, if crazy. the receiver ran the wrong route, that's not on him. That's on the receiver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him some slack on that, but very little. Uh, yeah, the Bears, Justin Fields, uh, do you, they've said Andy Dalton's the starter, which doesn't surprise me, but they'll have him start maybe, you know, one or two drives, and then we'll see Justin Fields out there with – Oh, God, the backup offensive line for the Bears. So He's going to die. Yeah, he could die. He's going to need 5 to 12 weeks to recover just from that. 5 uh, to 12 stitches. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest – I'm going to skip right past the Lions because I could care less about that whole that whole thing. The Packers, Jordan Love. Uh, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers come out the same about a, a, a drive or two. And then Jordan Love. Granted, no, you're not. He, he didn't travel. Oh, did or, he or He's not traveling, but he's not playing. Okay. Yeah, good. I want to see what Jordan Love looks like with the ones. That's it. That's even better. I kind of want to see. I hope he gets to play a whole half. Well, I imagine he will because I can't imagine Kurt Binkirk. Uh, Binkirk is going to come in and do much. I am also good really point. high on AJ Dillon this year. Granny's got Aaron Jones ahead of him, but I think I think he could look pretty good. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. And they, by the way, uh, the backup between. Uh, uh, Dylan and, and, and Aaron Jones. What was his name? Dexter Williams. Uh, what's that? Dexter Williams? No, last year. Uh, uh, Jamal J- Williams. Javon Williams, yeah, yeah. Is it the Titans he ended up with? The Lions, I believe. Yeah, he's with the Ooh. Lions. Yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Interesting. Yeah, I guess you know where the money is. The, Vi- the Vikings uh, will be able to see Kirk Cousins play behind uh, two inches of plexiglass to keep him from getting COVID. The Falcons will be able to see Arthur Smith's new offensive system, uh, which I mean, I'm intrigued. I, at the very least, it should be interesting, and we'll be able to see Kyle Pitts be able to play in an NFL game. So, I'm yeah, and that. Austin Hooper is still there, right? No, 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 yeah, Austin Hooper. Yeah, where did he go? No, he went to the Browns. They have they have Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Okay, that, I knew there was the swap. I was trying to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. so Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts with the best tight end coach in the NFL. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. And then the Panthers. I'm intrigued a lot by the Panthers this year. They had a real. They've had two really good drafts in a row. They got Sam Darnold, who he's gonna have to knock the rust off. The good news is one of the best things you can have for a quarterback is two best friends are a check down running back and a defense. I think the defense will be better, especially since they went out and got J.C. Horn in the secondary, and they're bringing back a lot of guys for the defense and picked up Hassan Reddick. I'm interested to see how Darnold looks with uh, with a competent coach and actually skilled players around him. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really young, really good defense uh, around him. Uh, and then, obviously, like maybe one of the best running backs in the game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to him, so yeah, and, and as good a runner as Darnold is, like it's, it's gonna, it could be really fun to watch. Yeah, uh, the Saints. I'm interested to see. Uh, right now, they have Taysom Hill listed as Ugh. the starter, and then Davis Winston, and they got Ian Book in the fourth. I'm put, intrigued to see what that looks like. Put me in the uninterested call- column. Yeah, I'm just, I just—I will not be watching a Saints game. Mine's more out of morbid curiosity than anything else. Yeah, with I Michael mean, Thomas I, out. Yeah, Michael Thomas out. That so they're supposedly trying to, uh, you know, mend that bridge, but they're still open to trading him. So I don't know what that means. Um, but like, I guess the big question is, what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara? Because when Taysom Hill was the quarterback last year, Kamara did nothing. Um, they tried uh, Taysom Hill. I don't know if he just doesn't like to, to check down to Kamara. He'd rather run it himself or if they design it that way. Um, but his carries and his his uh, his difference on the field was, was lessened dramatically when Taysom Hill was the QB. So I think it matters to, especially in fantasy football, um, it matters a lot who ends up being the starting quarterback here. Yeah, I thought Kamara did better when Taysom was in because I thought they ran more. Would he got six he touchdowns on Christmas Day. Wasn't that that one? That okay? Yes, that was that game was nuts. That was just a weird, different game. But uh, 
the rest of the games pretty much if if Taysom Hill started then his his fantasy outlook dropped by about six points a game okay I thought yeah I thought he did way better stupid ESPN it's the worst website they just automatically pop stuff up with sound it's the worst uh that's fine don't ever go there again the Buccaneers, yep. uh, I don't care. Uh, they're going to be the same thing, and they're going to be awesome. I don't care. Cardinals, I'm not too concerned Price. about. Rams, I'm very interested to see what uh, what Matt Stafford looks like, and for fantasy purposes, what Daryl Henderson looks like, because they ain't got nobody else at running back. So, yeah, I'm really interested just to see what their plan is at running back, because they're saying they're not going to pick up another running back. They're happy with their depth chart, despite uh, Cam Akers getting injured. Um, for the year, I think he's officially out for the year, right? Um, uh, probably. But I think, yeah, I think I think they're waiting to see who gets cut first. I think they're gonna look if there's any, you know, people that they can plug in to play that gets uh, cut uh, for you know on the cheap from another team. And if that doesn't work out, I would not be surprised to see a trade happen after like week two. Yeah, there's preseason week two. There's gonna be pre- plenty of running backs that get cut that'll be decent that they'll pick up. Um, as for Cam Akers, oh yeah, he's definitely out for the year. And even then, I mean, his career could be over just because running backs that have Achilles uh, injuries usually don't. They're never the same after that. And so, well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you trade with the Washington Football Team? Give them a seventh round pick. Uh, they've got five running backs on their roster. We just talked about it. Grab one of those guys. Uh, it's going to be better than what you got, to be quite honest. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of running backs that get cut. They're going to be pretty decent. I mean, the the Texans alone, you're going to get. I mean, not everybody's making that team. Uh, Burkhead, I think, will end up getting cut. Which yeah. Burkhead's the odd man out there, absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, I'm pretty sure Marcus Cannon's going to get cut too. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some of that. Well, he's been injured, and uh... yeah. Hadn't played a year and a half, and, and it saves like $7 million with no dead money. Yeah. Uh, the last team that I'm interested in is the San Francisco 49ers because I still think Garoppolo will, will be the starter in preseason, but again, he'll play a driver too. But who I'm really interested in is Trey Lance, who I've been very high on since the beginning of, I don't know, since the last year because he only got to play one game. And I think... I, I think he is very similar to Josh Allen. Um, he's a little bit smaller, but I think he's very similar. He's got all the tools. He's mobile. He's got a cannon for an arm, but he went to a small school. He, coming from North Dakota State, he hasn't, you know, he just hadn't had the coaching available to him. So I think he could have the same trajectory as Josh Allen. He comes out a little erratic, uh, but, you know, ha- you, you see something there, and then in two, three years is pretty fantastic. I'm also interested to see, to watch Trey Sermon in this zone run scheme, because I don't know about yeah. Raheem Mostert. I don't know if he makes it the whole year. That will be, and after you talk about Trey Lance, it, it just made me think, you know, this is, this might be the deepest I've seen the NFL in starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, they're, if all, thing, all other things being equal, you know, if you've got a I mean, let's use the 49ers as a team that uh, they've got the system in place, right? They've got incredible defense. Oh, they could use some better corners, but but whatever. Point being, I think there's like maybe 17 quarterbacks in the NFL that I think you could win a Super Bowl with if everything else on your team is going well. You know what I mean? If you've got a good defense and you've, mm-hmm. you've got the right system uh, on offense. there's There's just so many players that, I mean, typically there's like four. You know what I mean? There's 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 another like handful that are okay, but I mean I, dude, there is there are a lot of quarterbacks on this. I mean Deshaun Watson isn't even playing this year. Yeah, <laughs> like he's a he's a top three quarterback. Like there there are so many QBs that have the potential to be Super Bowl caliber talent. Uh, he's going to be amazing in the penal system. I, I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I yeah, this is going to be he's he's a Raider. He's built to be a Raider. <laughs> Well, in more ways than one. Uh, exactly. Yeah, if you look, the only teams without quarterbacks that you can really trust, the Dolphins, and that's a maybe. The Jets, and that's a maybe because he's he's new. Um, yeah, that's the second overall pick. Yeah. I mean, I agree, I agree with you. He hasn't looked great. But like you said, I mean, obviously he has potential because he's mm-hmm. a second overall pick. Yeah. I mean, that's 
yeah, Trey, Trey Lance is the second quarterback on his team. Yeah. And there's lots of potential in that first-round pick. There's, you know, the Daniel Jones, Tua, um, trying to think. There's a couple more. <laughs> a couple more that I don't trust. The, the Lions. But I mean, Jared Goff, hard pass. I mean, even Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl just three years ago. No, the Rams went to the Super Bowl and they let him come along. Yeah, but he he went there. He, uh, their offensive numbers were decent mm. with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods that year. I'm just saying, I, I don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I'm just saying, there's just there's a lot of solid enough quarterback play to to get you where you need to go if you can build a team around him right now, which I don't think was always a thing in the past. Um, it just seems like there's better quarterbacks or, or quarterbacks are better prepared coming out of the NFL lately, and uh, it's making for some some good football. Agreed. Who are, if you had to pick two players that you're most interested in watching all of this weekend, who would they be? You know, it's going to involve the necessity of some decent quarterback play out of the Jets, which scares me. Uh, but Elijah Moore, uh, some news coming out is A.J. Brown, you know, played with him in college. And he says he's betting all his game checks that his former teammate gets the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, and there have been some really good things said about him in camp. So I am excited to see how he lines up. And they desperately need, you know, a starting caliber wide receiver. Um, so if this was a steal in the mid-round, then that's fantastic for them. Um, I'd like to really see that. Um, but then on the defense, Micah Parsons, man, he looks scary. I agree. I mean, I know it's hard knocks and they can ham everything up to look how they want it to look. But he just, he has that, and I'm not saying a steroid joke, but he has that Brian Cushing in him. He has that. <laughs> I want to hit people. I can't wait to get out there and just like, he just really seems like he's, he's got the leadership role. He's got the intensity. He's got the athleticism. You know, he's got the build for it. He's, he's got the drive. I think, I think he's going to be a huge difference maker fast. Yeah. And, I, and, and to have the linebackers next to him that he's got Jesus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Michael Parsons, like, like you're saying, like Cushing was like Hulk from the Avengers and Micah Parson is yeah. like, Hulk from Endgame, you know, like a, a little bit more calm and tame version. Uh, but he yeah. looks really good in hard knocks. He, that's, a, that's just a dude that wants to play football. That's all he wants to do. And I, he, a lot of people gave the Cowboys flack for taking him where they did. They took, they needed help on defense and they took the best defensive player in the draft. I don't have any problem with that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the only, the only pro, the only thing that made me stutter step, you know, watching that draft was, that I felt like linebacker was the one place on defense they were actually pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Jalen Smith, and I really like, uh, was it Van Der Esch? Van Der Esch, yeah. Late Van Der Esch, yeah. And so I thought, man, you know, that's... But look at the Bucks. Seems... Look at the Bucks. They have an amazing defensive yeah, core, yeah. and that makes a huge difference. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, so no, for sure. But... I don't have a problem with it. I, listen, if you want to make fun of the Cowboys, I'm in, but not for that. They did a good no, job. No, no, I... I agree. I, I think this this is going to turn out to be a great move for them. I just at the time I was really thinking, my God, they need a pass rusher. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't hate this at all. And like you said, after watching him, he he looks like a great pick. Yeah, uh, I also want to bring up. You were talking about AJ Brown was Elijah Moore's teammate. You realize that the that Old Miss had Elijah Moore, AJ Brown, and DK Metcalf all on the receiving core at one time. Yeah, I know. It's just nuts. That's that's like the old Clemson. Remember Clemson had Martavius Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. On the, and the, and then was it T. Higgins was a rookie when D. Hop left or something like that? No, I not, it's, not no, T. No, not T. Higgins. Higgins is too far gone. No, but, there, there was someone. Yeah, there was someone really good though. Well, LSU had something similar. They had oh my gosh, if I can remember, they had when Od- Odell Beckham Jr. was there. They also had, I think they had Leonard Fournette. And they had one other receiver that was amazing too. They couldn't win because their I forget who their quarterback was. I could see him in my head. He blonde kid who kept getting into trouble. But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's crazy how some of these guys just all that talent can't do much. But uh, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what we're looking forward for uh, preseason week one. We will be right back with the news. So a few things of news, not a ton of stuff, some of which we uh, we might have already covered beforehand. Uh, one of the biggest things, I think, is that an unlimited amount of players can return from IR and after only three weeks. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, they did that last year, and the coaches and the GMs loved it. I mean, it was better for football. I don't see how that's good for football 
to not let them to only let one player back. I just I, in this day and age, these players, especially with 17 games. So forget COVID, even without COVID for 17 games, uh, you, you need to be able to have at least three, four players be able to return from from IR I, mm-hmm. and making them wait eight weeks. I, I don't get that either. Yeah. I just I think it's dumb. <laughs> I, agree. I, I hope they stick with this and they keep it around for a while. Maybe not unlimited, but at least expand it from one to four or whatever. Yeah, I will say this about the NFL. For all its failings, they are good at adapting. Uh, they're, they're still behind yeah. on some things, but if they find something that works, they're good at adapting it. Uh, another thing they did was they're letting players have, you know, like linebackers could have number 11 or they can have college football numbers, which I never understood why they couldn't. It's a small thing, but it makes sense. Why not do it? Absolutely. Uh, something we kind of already touched on is Michael Thomas and the Saints. Uh, it says mending, but still open to a trade. I don't know what you're talking about mending. Uh, I didn't so, see any mending. So they said out. They said in a press conference that uh, uh, they're working with Michael Thomas, and he said the same thing that he's uh, he's not as upset as he was before. That they're they're trying to make up and and make everything better and and be able to play together. Um, so they're that's that's priority one for them. But uh, if you say you're still open to a trade, <laughs> that doesn't mesh well with the fact that you just said you're trying to make up with this other player while also trading him. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think he's gone. I think they just I think they're having a lot of tr- I think they're trying to make his image look a little bit better. How do you trade to him? make it easier to trade him? He just got like, he got a deal. What was it? Last 20 million year? a year. Yeah, he's, he was the he was a hundred million dollar wide receiver who's now frequently injured and is an issue. And at the beginning, so right before training camp, he went to go have surgery on his ankle, which no one even knew. Like, he could have done that at the beginning of the year. And then they were interviewing Sean Payton uh, on a Skype, and they were talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he, why now you would decide to do that. He clearly looked frustrated. And Sean Payton doesn't seem like the kind of coach that puts up with, I'm going to go ahead and say malarkey. And... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see Michael Thomas. I don't see them mending. I think they're going to have to mend because no one else is going to take him. Not for that price. They're. I don't know how you. You. Oh, suck up all that. All that contract and still be able to so, trade him for anything. Well, but if you're okay, say you're Bill Belichick, you need a wide receiver. You you feel like you've found your quarterback, maybe, right? Yeah, uh, you need your you need your stud receiver. Michael you got your Thomas with all the. No, I mean Belichick I mean, likes. Hold on, Belichick likes players that are there. This guy's getting ankle surgeries right before the season starts. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, he's a twenty million dollar a year football player, right? That's that's what he's getting now. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much is guaranteed and had to be paid by the Saints? So so does idea. Belichick get him at fourteen million a year? You know, what I mean, like, what's the actual cap hit to the team that trades and gets him? Because uh, I know a lot of it got eaten up by the guaranteed contract by the Saints. So um, last year, so I don't know again exactly how much is going to carry over, but I'm betting it's it's somewhere around 14 million. Um, okay, so I got that, that's and that's a steal for Michael Thomas. If you're Belichick and you think you can get rid of all the, you know, the off the field issues and you can get him to, you know, play for, with the exception of Antonio Brown. Uh, he seems to be able to turn players around as far as their work ethic. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that you let me know when you're ready thing. for me to tell you why you're wrong. Go for, go for it. All right. So this year, he basically he it's a ten million dollar cap hit and thirty two million in dead cap. In twenty twenty two, his base salary is this year his base salary is one million. Next year, his base salary is fifteen million dollars. It's also that for 2023, and then it's 18 and a half for 2024. Uh, that's cheap for a guy that's a problem and is now frequently injured and just gets right. surgeries whenever he's he's not supposed to. He's going to be you can... a 25 million dollar cap hit next year, and then the year following, and then the year after. You that. just said 15. 15. That's his base salary. That's his base salary. His cap hit is. 24.7, 25.3, 24.6. His dead well, cap will different. be 22.7, 13.8, and 4.9. Well, well, those are extremely different numbers. Uh, okay. So, yeah, at 25, it's, that's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, is that cap hit to the Saints? So let me let me, let me see here. Uh, yeah, signing bonus. So Signing. He gets $4 million a year signing bonus. No, he doesn't get that from the team that trades for him. That came – That's the Saints still have to pay that. Yeah. 
So so if you're if you're if you're Belichick, uh, then your cap hit uh, for him is going to be fifteen, fifteen, and eighteen million. Um, uh, he still gets roster workout. He like gets those, the roster that, that contract bonus. still goes with them. That cap hit. So within it'd be twenty point seven, twenty one point three. There's no way. And this guy, as much as he gets hurt, and he's had so many problems, no one's going to want to touch him. He's radioactive. Yep. No, he's not. He's not getting that. Um, yeah. So cash. De- okay. Cash details. Okay. So the true amount that the team trading form would pay is fifteen point eight, sixteen point four, and then nineteen point seven. Yeah, I don't know. The, no thanks. In 2024, the he'll, number he'll nine, and the number nine receiver will be getting 20 million dollars a year, um, in the NFL. I mean, there there's already four receivers making over 20 million a year in 2021. By 2022, there'll be three more restructures that are getting 21 million a year piece. By 2023, three more getting 22 million a piece. But do they do they show up on the field? Because this is about to be his second year where he's not going to be on the field. Well, do we know he's not on the field all year? He's had the ankle surgery. He's out for 12 weeks. And this isn't the 5 to 12. This is 12. Like, he he will probably come back, they're saying, around week 7, I think, is at the very, very earliest. Yeah, that's 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 a nightmare. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would love it if he gets traded. To, actually, I don't care. I don't really care for either team. So, yeah. There's I think no he ends up happened. being a Patriot. I think he'll be a Patriot. Why? That's my guess. Okay. I don't know. I mean, they don't They're like desperate the... for a receiver, and he's a top three receiver when he's healthy. Uh, they and got if Hunter they can Henry get his work Jonu ethic. Smith. Jacoby I think, Myers, he, I think I, it's going to get better, and I think Nelson Aguilar is decent. I think you're wrong. I think those are both terrible receivers. Uh, Aguilar did well and, last and year with and the Raiders. They're desperate. And we'll see. We'll see how he plays with the, with yeah, the Pats. But, I, uh, I, I'd be shocked. Uh, so you felt like this was big news. Steelers trade for linebacker Joe Schobert. Well, he's just a good vet, and it was like a, a very low – I think they gave away seventh-round pick. Uh, Urban Meyer getting rid of some of the vet leadership, which is weird uh, <laughs> for such a young team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I you know, it's news. He's, he's, a good, he's a good veteran, former Pro Bowl, uh, but really just a solid, above-average player. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty good deal for the Steelers to be able to get him and, and plug him into their defense. Uh, yeah, decent news. First trade in a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we we had briefly talked about will Wentz or Nelson play or not? Uh, play or not? It, it looks like week one. Uh, we'll see what that. I can't imagine coming in real rusty and playing week one. Who? That's a tough one. Uh, the good news and- is they've got. They've got the rest of the offensive line is pretty good, is good, and they've got uh, a lot of running backs, so they Wentz won't have to shoulder everything. I have to see who they play week one. It but. should be the uh, who's the other team in our division? <laughs> Titans. The Titans. Oof, be. That's a tough way to start it off. Yeah, Titans. Yeah, so because uh, I think you have to play your division yeah. uh, week one, and, and we're playing the Jags. Um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's detrimental to the team if they don't play, but at the same time, Jim Mercy came out less, yesterday and uh, in an interview and said he's absolutely not going to rush back Carson Wentz. So the coach and the GM <laughs> said out loud, turns out he might be ready week one, and then the owner comes out and says, we're absolutely not rushing him back. To be fair, so, though, Mercy probably wasn't sober. <laughs> God, yeah, probably not. Uh, I think he's in the program, so I hope so. But uh, he is the yeah, program. Probably. So they he play is. the Seahawks week one. Oh, that's weird. I thought you had to play interdivisional week one and week seventeen. Uh, oh well, seem so. but they play the Seahawks week one, and I don't know. That's not. I mean, if it's on the offensive side, uh, that's not a that's not a scary defense. So I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, Watson is sick of the cameras. Uh, yeah, recently they they caught him. He's like, "Why are y'all pointing at me? It's the it's the same bleep every day." Yeah, why why are you always filming me? Yeah, it's the same thing every day. And he didn't say thing, but the uh, same thing every day. Uh, you know what? Uh, because you're in trial for potentially uh, getting a little handsy with 22 different people, and you're refusing to play for the one team that will actually let you play for them. Yeah. Uh, so so smile up, buddy. <laughs> now some people said he was smiling when he said it. Um, 
it's hard to see from that video if he was smiling or not. The media tried to make it out as if he didn't, but like one media member was a little closer. Is like, no, no, he was. Guys, we're making a little bit. He was smiling when he said that. Okay. Uh, but that's still a weird thing to say, even smiling. Like, I think he's just he's just mad. He's mad that he's playing safety. He's mad that he's not traveling with the team. That he can't play. We know he's a competitive dude. Um, for all his faults that he has, he's extremely competitive. That's why he's always the better when the lights are on him, right? In the primetime games. Um, I think he hates the idea of sitting out the whole year. I think he secretly hates – I oh, think yeah. he believed he was going to be able to start somewhere in the trade. It's not happening, and he's just now realizing this is it. I'm going to be sitting on a bench an entire season. Yeah. And I think he's furious about it. Yeah, John McClain was on with uh, Peyton Pendergast, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, and talking about – he said he's read the uh, – the allegations he's read through them he says it is not good he said watson's it's not looking good for him he can't get on the the commissioner's exempt list because there haven't actually been formal charges criminal charges pressed against him and while there's a lot of people saying that the teams are calling for watson to you know for a trade he said no one's really talking like they might be throwing out little things here and there but no one's really offering anything or or they're just kind of waiting to see it out and I mean, for the most part, yeah. McLean is usually—I mean, he—he's got info, inside news for the most part, and is usually right. So I—I I believe him. But it—it's it, such a mess. I'm just ready for it to be done. I don't—I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I'm just ready for it to be over. And I think Castillo is doing the right thing because mm-hmm. the Texans have been known for <laughs> recently uh, making really incredibly stupid trades. Yeah, um, and yeah, the past thing. Castillo came out and said, "Look, this is our starting price." Uh, three firsts and a couple seconds in the player starting price. You know, uh, we want five picks in the player. Um, I think teams have obviously are hoping that given what's happening with the situation, they're hoping they can get them for less. And like you said, they're sending low ball offers, but uh, they're announcing the Texans aren't even replying to calls. And I think that's strictly because they're not offering them what their minimum is. And I think that's good for them to wait and say, that's, Nope, we're going to, we're going to keep not returning your ta- calls. And so you call it the serious offer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I, I don't think he gets traded until 2022. Yeah, I don't think I think so. the trial is going to have to happen in February, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, I agree with you. I th- and the, the price at this point, it's the lowest it can be right now. I think it'll only, once there's some clarity of what's going to happen, I think the price will start going up closer to draft time. Uh, there's going to be some GMs and coaches that are going to be on the hot seat, and they're going to need a big move, and they'll go get Watson, and we'll see what ends up happening with that. But yeah, I, I agree with you on Casario. I think he's done. I think he's done. For for the, the poo storm that he had to walk into, I think he's done the best job he could. And for the last piece of news, we have a former Texan, Dwayne Brown, with the Seahawks. And he is on the, I think he has one year left, maybe two years left on his contract. And he's wanting an extension. Remind me why he's not a Texan. Uh, dumb stuff. Uh, Rick Smith didn't want to extend him. He had two years left on his oh, contract. Oh, yeah. He wanted an extension early, and we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and just think, you gave up two first and a second to replace him. And it's been, I don't know. I mean, Tunsil's good, but Dwayne Brown, I wouldn't think I would rather have. Now, he's he's 35. He wants an extension. I mean, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm thinking, eh, he's 35. He's been amazing. Like, he's always been good. He's never really had a – he's never had an injury history except for, I think, in 2016. Uh, but he's 35, so they don't want to extend him. I don't know. We'll see what's happening. They st- well, he's going – he's saying he's he's having a – what do they call it? A, a sit-in where, where he's not uh, – he, he's in camp, mm-hmm. but he's saying he will not play yeah. without the extension. And they've just announced to the press today – uh, they will not sign him until next year. Yeah. So we'll see him. how that explodes uh, in preseason next week. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, after in the offseason, saying how much he was tired of getting hit and he wanted a better offensive line, and then coming out and saying, no, I didn't say that after he clearly said that. We'll see how this affects that. Just because, I mean, they went and got Gabe Jackson, uh, and they drafted Damian Lewis, you know, the year before. That's it. That's all they've done. That, that nothing else has happened. Not enough is what matters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel for Russell Wilson, uh, but if I'm the Seahawks, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I think I would be done with him too. It's 35. He's, He's been just good, but... still the best thing they've got is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, they're going to have to go all offensive line in the draft next year. I wouldn't even say he's the best bad option. I was going to say that as a joke, but he's he's actually still good. He's still really good. He's not good. just not bad. He's really good. Yeah, yeah there's there, there's no way you're replacing that productivity on the O-line with anything else that's out there. So I think they got to extend him. I don't think they have the leverage. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, well, how long does he want it? Like, if it's two years, yeah, just do it. Two years extension, yeah, he'll be fine. And then hope for, hopefully next year he doesn't sit out for another extension. Yeah, I mean, his he's always valued his worth greatly and, and betting on himself. I believe he'll sit out. I do. Yeah, he, he could be right. He, he sat out eight weeks for Houston. Yeah, that's a good point. Eight weeks he just sat there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Boy, it's Seattle's become such a mess. Yeah, that that's the only reason this is such a news story is, is I do believe he'll sit out in Seattle. Yeah. Because he's proven he will. <laughs> yeah. So you got to take this dude seriously. Well, that wraps up everything we have football talk for Friday. We'll be back on Monday to talk about all the preseason games we watched at least once. See you then. Oh, so excited. Oh, 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 oh,